0: This is an ABC podcast. Let's do it, good, babies! Good to, go. good, good to go, good to go. Good to go. Good to go. Bang! 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 Bang
1: on. Hello there.
0: Good to go. Good to go. And we just stare at each other. I know.
1: It was like, who goes headlights? first? Who goes first? You Hello?
0: think know after almost oh. six years of doing Bang I think, On? I think we just switch it up yep. each week. It's fine. Keep it's... each other and our Bang Fam on their toes. That's right. That's right. Music, art, life and stuff, that is what you've stumbled onto. If this is just happens to be your first time listening to Bang On, we have been doing this podcast for six years. Gosh, Should has have ch- been that long? Since 2017? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to call it six years because we're almost in 2023. I'm just going to round it out. Numbers don't matter Just anymore. round it out. Yeah, um, that's fine. But it is a place where Miff and I just kind of make sense of the week that was. And I've got to tell you, before we jump into Bang On, I was in Parliament House last night at an annual event which hasn't happened for a few years but came back called the ABC Parliamentary yeah. Showcase. You and I have done it
1: before. Of course.
0: A lot of Bang Fam in Parliament. Amazing. A lot of staffers, a lot of MPs. joking? A lot of Bang Fam. A lot of people who are making decisions on the behalf of the nation who listen to Bang On every week and that makes me happy.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I actually did a gig last night too. Oh, yeah? And that was for um, – it was an awards night for early childhood learning. Lot of bang fam in the award winning. I don't doubt. They came up as they were accepting their award and whispered to me, <laughs> "Bang fam," <laughs> and it was like, "Oh my god, they're everywhere!" I love it was that. So cute. It I was, love
0: that in their moment too. They're just giving you a little nod. Yeah.
1: Thanks for being. Thank you for being a friend. It was so cute. It was. I was kind of blown away. Like you don't expect that on stage. No. A bang fam whisper. A little crop dusting bang fam.
0: Yeah. Bang we love it. Thank you to all of our Bang fam. Um, wherever you are, around Australia, around the world, it has been another funny old week and you know we love talking hot
1: chooks on Bang On. What's it? There's a lot of hot chook talk at the moment. I feel like it is the <laughs> renaissance of the bird in the bag. It really is. I think we've come full circle both in, in food trends but in lifestyle trends. Mm. We, we, we went away from the, the chook in the bag for a long time. Mm. You know, it was food trucks, takeaway food. It was tacos. All that stuff. And we forgot the cornerstone of Australian culinary culture, which is the bird in the bag from the hot chook shop. The hot chook shops are disappearing everywhere. And now we're like, where are they? We want it back. We want it back. Yeah, bird in the bag. They're, you know, popping a little bit of bird in the bag on a roll – when you go down to the river or the beach or whatever with a bit of mayo or some butter. Spoken like someone who truly grew up next to a river. You That's say right. when you go down to the river. Yeah, and you go down to the river just to hang because yeah. there's nothing else to do. <laughs> and it, it it was such a big part. A bit of warm bird in a white roll. <laughs> big part of our culture and it went away and and the hot chook shops are disappearing but now i think the renaissance of the bird in the bag has led to what can only be described as a performance art project
0: i mean it really is and this is from someone in the states a philadelphia man by the name of alexander taminsky who is simply known as chicken guy mm. he consumed 40 roast chooks in 40 days the final of which landed just recently on november the 7th now he posted each day he was eating these chooks on his social media, a picture of him with said chook, mm. sometimes with a large,
1: quite large, uncooked carrot, yeah. just sitting by the side, just for a bit of roughage, maybe, just need a bit of fibre. I, I worried about his tummy, <laughs> as a I whole look chook through. every
0: day is a lot, it's it's a, lot a lot of chicken, it's a lot of protein, a lot of protein, it's a lot of
1: smelly, smelly <laughs> farting. As well. So
0: he's got a bit of roughage on the side. But on the on the 40th day, he basically invited everyone to come down and watch him uh, eat the chook. And he made
1: it very clear, this is not, not a, a party. party. Not a party. Not a party, but everyone came down with their cameras and there was no music. But it was just him on, a, on the water, on a dock, a, a, just a very common dock somewhere with... A bird in a bag on a plate ready to eat and it was grim. It was the grimmest image I think I've seen of the whole 40. And he, did, he looked sort of genuinely nonplussed by the fact that he had to eat it but he was going to do it and people turned up for that. Yeah. I
0: just wonder what the to what end this is because, you know, a few people have said and I would agree he's a good-looking chap. Mm. Is this his launch pad? Much like some people use a sex tape, he's decided I'm going to do <laughs> a 40 day roast chook diet, oh. one chook a day, and this is going to get me, as it has, headlines all over the world. That's right. What's he launching? What is Alexander Tominsky launching? Oh. Or does he just
1: love the bird in the a bag? Da- is there a dark undercurrent? I don't think he loves the bird in the bag at all anymore, watching the progression <laughs> of those... Those photos as he went through because he wasn't allowed to have any salt or pepper or any kind. Oh, that of would have been
0: brutal condiments. for you. It's oh disgusting. no, salt on the roast chicken.
1: Chicken. It's got it. Yeah, chicken. Sorry. Um, it's got to be. You've got to have salt on the bird, otherwise it's inedible. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he did it. To be honest, I couldn't think of anything. Because yeah, if you want to see his progress, follow the story of the.
0: Roast Chook Man. I will post a link, as always, in our show notes. That's not the only Roast Chook though we've seen. You mm. shared the, another um, interesting collab of flavours in the Roast Chook
1: world with me this week, and I'm, I'm not quite sure about this one. Yeah, like like I said, the renaissance of the bird in the bag is, is well and truly here. If you're getting a bird in a bag tonight, you're on on trend, finger on the pulse. One of the supermarket chains has latched onto this and has created a new version of the bird in the bag but I have to say it's not really a new version in terms of people using this condiment Ah. or spread as an umami flavour for a long time Mm. and that spread is Vegemite and there is a version of Vegemite chicken and we were discussing this beforehand whether or not we talk about it because these sort of things are usually placed into the world for people like us to talk about and essentially we're doing their job. Aren't we by mentioning it? But I've got to say, I love chucking a bit of Vegemite in a bolognese sauce or on. It's a, the any salt kind. again. It's the salty umami flavour, and it's actually quite smart. And it's something that maybe we should. Embrace. So you could actually
0: slap your own Vegemite, Marmite, whatever you like, Promite, yeah,
1: onto your bird in a bag and do a bit of DIY you if can you wanted to do it yourself. At You've been doing it for donkeys' years. That's right. That's right. Well, I learned it Adam Liao, who is a genius. Yes, um, I learned it from him. He really? said, "Chuck it in your bog, Okay. <laughs> um, bolognese, I meant, and go for it." And it, it really does. It gives it just, it's 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 a depth of flavour that you can't recreate yourself. We've had Nigella Lawson peanut
0: butter pasta in the last couple of weeks and now we've got Vegemite chook. So everything can be found in the pantry is really what we're saying. Yes. Um, which is interesting for the cost of living crisis which we will get to later in this podcast I also wanted to flag that the Goop gift guide has dropped and Mm. this is one of the annual joys of Bang On we're going to definitely visit that and pick out some of the beautiful and strange things that maybe you can buy if you're a millionaire for your friends and family.
1: Yeah. So that's coming up later on as Um, well in Bang On. But before we move on Mm. there is more bird news and I thought people might be interested given my discussion of the peregrine falcons. Oh yeah that went off. I I know everyone loves the falcons. I've been watching them on the live stream for months now I got a bit addicted the year before when we were in lockdown because I had literally nothing else on and this year I'm equally the same but I think I'm more addicted to the Facebook group because of the joy it's given me on so many levels (laughs) it's been a lot of drama a lot of Game of Thrones drama but I just want to let people know that our four falcons have made it to this point in life where their feathers are full and I feel actually genuinely a bit sad they're ready to fledge they're ready to fly the nest they are and they call that fledging and I'm nervous for them. I'm scared I'll never see them again. How old would they be, do you reckon? Um, They're about a couple of months old What is that in bird years? I have no idea. No (laughs) idea. Well, they're not dirty birds yet. They're just little baby. As in they're having sex? Yeah, they're still baby birds. Um, but you know but they've all lived. Last year was really sad. One of them died. Got a toxic infection and died and that was really sad and they turned the cameras off out of respect. Oh. And this year they've all made it and they're all real naughty and they're all just like, you watch them as they get their wings and they're doing their flapping practice and stomping up and down and they've just been a gorgeous thing to watch. And, and I, I really, You're actually flapping right now. I don't want them to go. I like, I genuinely don't want them to go. But they're going to. Does so. that
0: mean there's going to be a new
1: family in town? There'll be some new Next falcons, year.
0: new children. It'll,
1: no, the same falcons will return to that nest, okay. hopefully. Yeah. And and we know that the dad falcon was not the father of these birds this year, but he stepped up, started sitting on the eggs, and he's been he's been an amazing dad. I missed dive, dive bomb dad from previous years. But- <laughs> Um, This new dad, M22, has been just a revelation in terms of how fellas can just step up, take over and and share the task 50-50. I've loved it. Inadvertently, you've given me a perfect segue.
0: Speaking of fellas taking over, we have been speaking about Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter and we're not going to bang on about that much this week because I think everyone's just watching and waiting and still seeing. But a lot of people are talking about this other social media network that is maybe an alternative if it all does come crashing down, Mastodon.
1: Mastodon, which I thought was a metal band. Yeah, it Um, is. That's the only (laughs) Mastodon I know. And then all of a sudden everybody's saying, we're leaving Twitter, let's all go and sign up to Mastodon. But then I thought, well, look, what I like to do with social media, anything new, is just set up my name anyway so someone else doesn't use it Mm. because that's a pain in the ass having to do like... Miff underscore Warhurst instead of just my name. Miff underscore 87. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, if only that was my birth year. (laughs) That would be great. Um, so I, I thought I'll sign up to Mastodon, everyone's talking about it, but I, I think I went in too early and what I didn't realise is that it's just a whole bunch of servers basically. If yeah. it, it's called a, fe- it's a federated network, a Fediverse, which is a whole bunch of servers. Is it like Fetty LeGrand?
0: Put your hands up for Detroit. It's a Fediverse. I love that. Nice. <laughs> there he is just in the centre yeah. of Mastodon. Yeah. Put your hands up. That's what I remember. The first thing that came into we're my doing, head. We're doing that now. Anyway. I'm um, gone from flapping to raising the roof.
1: Exactly. <laughs> anyway, this Fediverse, apparently, you sign up to one of the servers or the federations, and then you all communicate on the same thing. And quite frankly, I don't know what I signed up to. I couldn't find anything under music and culture, which is not a good sign for a social media network and for someone like me. So I don't know how. I, I just picked one, and I think I ended up on a Welsh server. <laughs> and it's a bit weird there's a lot of cat stuff Cuz of your name? A lot of language I can't understand. I don't know I don't even know what I must They're have,
0: racially profiling you? I don't know. In a fun
1: way? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just by chance but I've never going back in there again. I don't think I need this in my life. I, I but I, I did say the same thing about Be Real, and I signed up to Be Real. You did. I
0: was part of your Be Real last week. I've
1: had a few. I've had a few photos up, but then I'm also bored of that too. Yeah, I get bored of them really quickly. I don't know. I don't. I just don't think I need more in my life. Yeah, hundred percent. And and look, Twitter is actually reasonably entertaining at the moment because everyone's. Just kicking off everywhere.
0: They are kicking off. Um, there's a lot of interesting impersonation accounts kicking around as well. I saw mm. um, Mario from the Nintendo uh, Mario Bros. game flipping the bird, which was not <laughs> a real Mario, um, but looking like another impersonation account. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Well, Kathy
1: Griffin got kicked off because she set up uh, an account. Well, changed her name to Elon Musk. I think
0: Sarah Silverman did as well. Yeah,
1: so they're all getting kicked out. Whatever
0: happened to free speech?
1: Clearly, it doesn't really exist when multimillionaires take over media corporations.
0: Yeah, well, Mastodon, see how it goes, watch this space. Uh, toots, not tweets, is also what they do. Which tooting is, cute. is farting, it's in farting in our country, though. I isn't thought of it? Farting, yeah. I don't like. Are you tooting over there? It's like sorry. Which does kind of work though. When you think about the internet, you're just <laughs> farting out some ideas. I just got to get it out of my system. Oh, I feel relieved. But everyone else yeah. is like, that
1: stinks. Yes, that stinks. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think I don't think I'm going to be on Mastodon to be honest. Nah, are you? Uh, I went on, and I was confused, and I ran away. It doesn't need to be hard. This stuff shouldn't <laughs> be hard. There's enough to learn about this like you know. we won't pay for it, and it can't be hard. Just yeah. make it easy for us. yeah.
0: Now, Miff, did you see that Kath and Kim are reuniting? Amazing news. So good. So good. Our Effluent Life is the name of this two-night special that's going to be coming to Channel 7. If you're thinking, hang on a minute, wait, what? Kath and Kim was on the ABC, but it also was on... I think Channel 7, on a commercial network yeah. um, in, in its series life. or Maybe in the early days. I can't remember. Somewhere along the lines. But regardless, Kath and Kim, what they say is going to be kind of a clip show, a bunch of bloopers and 10 minutes of new material yeah. will be coming to Channel 7 on November 20 and 21 I'm excited about this. I'm very excited. I'll be watching. Yeah, Kimmy is apparently a multimillionaire. She's stankin' rich.
1: Yes. <laughs> I can't wait.
0: She's got a puffer on too to show it. Yeah. And some wraparound glasses. There's going to be some big special guests in it too. Yeah. Kylie Minogue, otherwise known as Epony Ray. Oh, she's yeah, she's been in before. But I think that if it's going to be a clip show, she might just be talking about being in there instead of reprising the role. Yep. Michael Bublé, the boob, random. The boob. The boob. Oh. Maybe a little Christmas special thrown in for Possibly. good measure. Carson Cressley. Oh, my God. What's happened to Carson, the original queer
1: Wire for the straight guy? Well, he's
0: been a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, yeah. so that's where he's been living.
1: But now he's going to be um, bizarrely on the Kath and Kim reunion. Isn't it fu- funny how you say where he's been living? It's like we just live... <laughs> We think of people on international television shows as if they just live in a space. He just
0: crawls out from under a panel and goes, I'm ready for the next show. Yeah, hi. <laughs> Where am I going to live next? Oh, hi. Uh, Richard E. Grant is also going to be oh. in it, as is Eric Banner, Mick Malloy, Matt Lucas, Stephen K. Amos, Tony Martin, who I'd forgotten was Sharon's on-again, off-again boyfriend, Mark. Apparently a former Prime Minister is going to make an appearance as well. Oh, my goodness. So, um, Shall we put bets on who it is? Yeah, who do you reckon it would be? I reckon Julia, Julia. Gillard. Yeah, Julia. It's got to be Julia. Who else would it be? They wouldn't let anyone else on, would they? No, I don't think so. And surely Fountain Lakes is right next to Altona where Julia lived. So it's just going to be absolutely Julia Gillard. So uh, watch this space for that. It's coming out in a very short amount of time on the 20th and 21st yep. of November. There's something that... um. You sent to me this week and I'm really glad that you did because I've been noticing this but not wanting to comment on it because I don't like commenting on other people's bodies. Mm. I think that feeds a really um, problematic culture and a, a dangerous culture. But Jamila Jamil has just written in paper magazine about the return of heroin chic and Yeah, it's something that I've really noticed creeping in as well. This dangerous trend from the 90s is
1: absolutely coming back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we see it in the public figures that seem to be dominating spaces like Instagram, I I think. And and, and I also don't want to comment on people's bodies, but the frighteningly sort of thin style is – clearly coming back visually. You know, for quite some time there it was about being thick and the booty and the boobs and all of that. But and as also body pos- positivity. Positivity, yeah. I know. But as with everything, it's cyclical and trends return usually around every 20 years and that would make sense, 20, 20 to 30, that would make sense for the 90s. And that was very much a big thing when we were growing up and I think it actually affected a lot of not just women, men as well, uh, that, that super skinny, it's it's an unattainable ideal body type. You have to make yourself sick to get there. You, but, and that's why it's called heroin chic. Everyone looked terrible. Mm. Everyone looked like they were on drugs, even if they were or weren't to stay skinny. A lot of the models were taking a lot of drugs. We know that now from the various biographies that, that have been written in autobiographies and comments that people make. And um, Jamila Jamil, said that she was in that cycle, that vicious, vicious cycle for a long time and it made her not just mentally unwell but incredibly physically unwell yeah. too. The repercussions re- repercussions of which she's dealing with now um, many, many years down the track and to see that Heroin Chic, they, like even the headlines, I think it was like the New York Post, Heroin Chic is back as if it's some sort of joyful it's so weird recognition of, of our body types and and, and – you know oh, hello everybody you enjoy this moment here be on trend and I think what we've learned through all the body positivity movement is that our bodies are not trends and yeah. this is essentially what Jamila Jamil has been saying we, we can't we can't just change our body types to fit a mold and nor should we have to and we we can't play into these ideals because by doing so we're actually feeding that beast again. And I think it's a really interesting point that, that we have the power as consumers of media now. That was the whole point of Instagram and Twitter. It was the democratisation, the whole point of social media, the democratisation of this space. And and I think we have the power by choosing what we click on and what we don't to have those decisions taken away from the people that are trying to force, force feed us for want of an awful term, mm. more awful term in this situation that the idea that body type is a trend because it's not you yeah. can't change unless you you know delve into plastic surgery and all sorts of things which is essentially out of the reach of most people
0: yeah the i mean the other thing that she raised was this almost normalization of those kinds of diets that get you there uh, not just the outcome but um i weirdly sat next to a couple um a couple of months ago and just got chatting and um Look, I think they might have been a little bit, um... Uh, in, in a jubilant mood, I'll say. Uh, they were very chatty. <laughs> yeah. And they were telling me everything about their lives and they told me that they just bun- lost a bunch of weight by using um, these injections that are actually used to treat diabetes. Oh, my goodness. And this has become something that's happened a lot. In fact, there's shortages um, for these injections that um, diabetics need in order to stay alive and to stay healthy. And it's being used as a weight loss technique for people who just want to drop a bunch of kilos really quickly. And I was just like, "Oh my god, okay, this is happening." But apparently, this stuff's being written up in in because it's legal. Mm. You know, it's not something you're getting on the black market. You're not supposed to have it, but it's you know, it's an approved drug, and it's being written up in magazines as a, a kind miracle of, cure. Yeah, it's normalised, um, and that sort of stuff. When you, whenever you lose weight quickly, is never healthy. But also, you know, this idea that again. Wealthy people get hold of things because they're wealthy and the people that need them, the vulnerable, the sick, are pushed to the side. Mm. And so that really resonated um, with me, but it also reminded me of all the other things that were normalized. And when she <laughs> lists them, I was just like, oh, God, I forgot about that. So, you know, you've got the classic Atkins diet, mm. the slim fast shakes, the lemon water with lemon chili powder. And I was just like, oh, my God, the cabbage soup diet. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, the farts. Speaking oh, of the farts, it's just awful. And I was like, this is stuff that we've all been here before. And it just really, I think, you know, that idea of two steps forward. Almost three steps back when we come so far, it makes us, makes me so happy to see the body positivity on social media and elsewhere in yeah. advertising. You know, things that just didn't exist when I was growing up as a teenager in the 90s and now bodies of all shapes and sizes and colours. and and backgrounds are represented in mainstream media and then we got this shit. It's like why are we going back here? We don't need to. It just sort of it undermines all the places that we've come from. Mm. And it's just so and we have got the power to say no. Yeah. So I think that yeah, like fighting back on that, we are the audience. We are the the customer. You know, we need to not let all of those these decades and decades of, of activism and, and of speaking up and of, of taking care of ourselves and representing what people actually look like go to waste. Yeah. It's
1: a good piece. Great piece. It's a magical time of year, not just because Christmas is on the way and I know you love Christmas, Anne. And, oh, you know it. All the all the accoutrements that go with Christmas, all the bits and bobs and all that business, the advent calendars and everything special like that. But my favourite part of Christmas is all of that, but especially the Goop gift guide. This is where Gwyneth Paltrow shows us how terribly out of touch she is with the rest of the world. And give us a gift guide that is full of things that we could never afford nor want. <laughs> and it just makes us all feel better about ourselves because we can go, oh, look at those rich people, aren't they wasting their money and their time? Um, I feel like this one's a bit more self-aware, though. She's kind of put the most insane things in a sort of ridiculous but fun yeah. section. which And it never used to be like that, I don't think. I think it was just in a general gift guide and you'd see things that were absolutely just borderline oh, just wild yeah. that you would never... <laughs> Why has this been manufactured? Exactly. Who is the audience for this? I know. So I think she she actually has gone a little bit soft on it this year. Oh. Um, There weren't too many highlights compared to previous years. Wow, shots fired. Yeah, uh, although I must say for the price of $239, the Goha satin baguette bag, which looks absolutely beautiful. It's got
0: little sort of flaps coming off it. Flaps and bows. Gorgeous, you know, it's not just a tube of black satin. There's some Mm. little fancy things hanging off it because everyone
1: knows when you go to buy a baguette, you want to come home and really dress it up, right? Well, it's ruched. It's kind of like, a you know, those tuxedo shirts that used to have the – the kind of ruching on them—I don't know how to quite explain it—but with bows, so it's like a, a '70s tuxedo shirt with a bow tie, but in black satin, looks amazing. Do
0: baguette bags actually exist? No, in, no, no, one actually
1: has a specific bag for baguettes. It's called a paper bag, right. <laughs> and you slip it in that, and you chuck it in your shopping bag or under your armpit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this epitomizes the absolute nature of of this gift guide. Things you don't—you thought the items that you thought. Shouldn't even exist because you don't need them, but they do. Yeah, a um, couple of other highlights. The gifts for
0: people that you just don't know what to get them.
1: Yeah, exactly. a black satin baguette bag. Imagine getting that. What is this? Oh, <laughs> well, thank, you. thank you. It looks thank like something you. that you'd slip over a body part if it was particularly large. <laughs> like it's just, it's too sexy for bread. It's too sexy for too bread. Too sexy for bread. Well, speaking of too sexy, the good shit um, is also another item that you can buy, and this comes. This is our actual. Well, you know, you get horse manure by the side of the road, bags of horse manure for two bucks. Well, you can get a bag of for seventy five dollars. Not sure if it'll make it through Australian customs from the, (laughs) but you can try. It's just called the good shit from it's it's poo from the Flamingo Estate. Now, not entirely sure what the Flamingo Estate is, but I imagine it's an organic. Um, I
0: weirdly was having a conversation about the Flamingo Estate we? over the weekend, so I know oh, what it is. What is it? What is it? It's some farm in California somewhere that's super fancy. It's a Gwyneth Paltrow goop farm vibe. Oh,
1: there we go. <laughs> they make their oh, own scented candles. Free that's range all you goat, need to know. Horse, chicken and cow manure. Free range, of course.
0: <laughs> Imagine getting stopped at Border Force, like the TV show Border Force, and mm. you're like, here's my $75 <laughs> bag.
1: Don't take it away from free me. Free range
0: manure. Here's a bag of shit that I got imported yeah. from California. Did, did you see the Louis Vuitton skimboard, um, which I'm assuming is like a surfboard? Mm. Gorgeous. Only $2,850.
1: Is that it? That's a steal. That is a steal. And someone would steal it from you if you left it on the beach as well, if they cop- copped an eyeful of that one. Um, another highlight, only for $50. This is for the gift for, I guess, people that are particularly hard to buy for and have dogs, hair colour kit for dogs. <laughs> Apparently you can do that now in an ethical and... Vegan-friendly way. Yeah, um, that's it's fine. Veterinary dermatologists have tested this. Um, you could give Viv some frosted tips. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, I don't mind that idea.
0: You could paint her little ears like Khalees, just dip the bottom yeah, of them the in bottom. hot pink.
1: Or just change her white to pink or yellow or, or purple like I the grannies. Like
0: this is just in time for World Pride coming to Sydney. There's going to be so many beautiful, colourful
1: dogs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> when is World Pride again? That is... Next year. Next year, when? Early next no. year. Sort of February, March. Fabulous. I'll be in Sydney for that, for that time and... <laughs>
0: This. She's online shopping right now. Yep.
1: Um, look, you can get yourself some neon toilet paper as well. I liked that. I actually quite liked but it But imagine too. what happens if you've got to use it. Not so pretty. No. You mm. don't want to ruin it. No, that's when you true. When you've got toilet
0: paper, you don't want to ruin. Remember when you got like joke toilet paper and you'd never use it? Someone yeah. would give you like toilet paper with printed things like on Trump it. Trump like, toilet paper. A joke shop. I
1: would use that though. Yeah. <laughs> I would use that.
0: The thing that I'm going to be buying for you for Christmas though is Song of the Soul which is a twelve minute piano composition mm. inspired by the planetary alignment at the time of your birth. <gasps>
1: Two
0: hundred and twenty five dollars. That's it. That's amazing.
1: That's okay. I actually quite like that. I think you would. I would enjoy that. And I, for you, I'm getting you the tufted boudoir chaise. Oh, $28,500 you <laughs> for your bedroom, living room, or sex dungeon. Because remember in the previous weeks we've spoken about that television show. What is it, Pimp My Sex Room or something? Yes. It's on Netflix. That's not the title. The actual title will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is like a rather ugly chair that is also has stirrups in it and kind of things you can clip on and off on Restraints. it.
0: Restraints. Restraints. It's what Emma Beddington in The Guardian writes as a perv ottoman and it would absolutely find a home in Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward's fuck art. It would absolutely find a home there. Absolutely. Maybe it's inspired by that. <laughs> Well, thank you for that gift. I'll look forward to finding that under the tree Mm. as the largest thing in my house. Yes. And wondering where to put it.
1: Where to put it? Well, in a dungeon, obviously. We need to (laughs) dig you a dungeon.
0: Before we bang on today, Miff, I wanted to read out a review because we haven't done this in a while. And I think we mentioned last week that you could leave a review, even though Miff doesn't know how to find them. So I'm going to read one out for you. You ready? It's from Chilors. On Apple Podcasts it's always funny usernames so I don't know what your actual name is but thanks oh. Lawless. headline my people I've posted reviews before but goddamn I am posting again I've recently held the bat up to acknowledge my first 50 as in years old and I'm filled with the acute knowledge that time has passed quicker than I can keep up I still love what I loved at half my age. Music, new and old, wacky stories, learning, laughing and seeing the light in life, even when it all seems so grey, including my hairline. You guys are my weekly condensed hot cup of joy on a cold winter's day or my cool lemon cordial on a hot summer's day. Hits the spot every time. So thanks, ladies, and keep banging on. I love being likened to a beverage. You know we love beverages. Yeah, that's great. And a a thirst quencher in both seasons. Oh, (laughs) That's perfect. So thank you, Chai Laws, and thank you to everyone who sends us emails. As I said, I try to get back to you. There are a lot of emails and um, it's been a bit crazy lately, but I do mm. try to get back to you. But know that I do read them all and forward them along to Miff because she doesn't read the inbox. I'd have <laughs> <just laughs> forgotten that I wouldn't know the login. And we see all your reviews and you can absolutely leave reviews that we'll love to read um, on whatever
1: podcast app you use. So thank yep. you so much. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you, Chai Laws. Now what are you banging on about?
0: I'm banging on about a book by a little-known author that you may have heard of, Stephen King. Oh, wow. (laughs) I've
1: never read any Stephen King books. I must admit I never have either. I don't like being scared.
0: Well, I'm the same. I'm, you know, a little bit timid when it comes to horror and, and scary stories, but I love fairy tales and that kind of fantastical world, particularly in, like, young adult fiction, things like Philip Pullman's novels, all that sort of stuff I've been getting into as an adult. And so when I saw that he had a new book called Fairy Tale, I thought maybe this is my inn. And my friend had read it. He said it's fantastic. It's not too scary. So I gave it a go. And it is brilliant. I read it when I was on holidays recently in Thailand. It's one of those great holiday reads because you just tear Can't through put it. put it down. 570 pages, but I read it in a few days, like super, you know, page-turner vibes. And the story is set in our world, a 17-year-old kid in America called Charlie Um, he's kind of going about his day, he's lost his mum, he lives with his dad, there's a whole sort of backstory there Um, and one day he helps this kind of crotchety old man who lives up the road, who's always been a bit scary in the neighbourhood, who's fallen down and broken his leg and Charlie finds him, hears him crying out and basically takes care of him and then sort of watches over him um, for a number of reasons which I won't go go into And what he finds is that this guy has got this whole backstory and there's the secret world, um, I don't want to give away too much, Mm -hmm. but connected to this guy. And the way this story, first of all, lives in the world we know for quite a long time but just to build up this relationship and then goes into this completely fantastical world which references a whole bunch of classic fairy tales. Oh, wow. Hans Christian Andersen, you know, all of that stuff but also references kind of pop culture fairy tales, you know, the stories of fantasy that we have been seeing on screens, all that sort of mm. stuff, and does it effortlessly. It's just like a love letter to that world Aww. and to that, you know, the world of fantasy and fairy tale. And it was done so beautifully. And also, I think Stephen you know, King, as I've heard through people who have read his books and also reviews, he just writes a cracking coming of age yeah. tale. So I loved it. And if you've ever been like me and gone, oh, no, too scary, I reckon fairy tale is a great entry point. Um, he doesn't need my help in selling books, but I'm banging
1: on about it anyway. There you go. I love that. What are you banging on about? Well, I don't think this is going to need any help getting viewers either. Uh, I've started White Lotus Season 2. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. They're drip-feeding us at the moment, oh which no. is not good enough. I just want to binge the whole thing. Same. Um, this time it's set in Sicily. Beautiful, beautiful Sicily and I, I was actually a little concerned that it might just be the same story transposed because it begins obviously with a dead body or various dead bodies and we don't know who the murderer is or who in fact has even been killed mm. and then the then the cast arrives. So it's a similar format and yet the way it's going to play out and, and the nature of the characters, I think it's going to be a very, very different kind of tale. And I loved series one. Mm. And series two has The Return of Jennifer Coolidge again. She she plays Tanya McCoy Hunt and, and that's reprising her role from the first one. But she's the only one. The rest are an entirely new cast. F. Murray Abraham plays one of the a, an older dad, a bit creepy, but um he's the fella who played Amadeus in that oh, movie yeah. years ago. I had no idea. I couldn't place his face he's been
0: in a bunch of things. He's got an amazing kind of character yeah. actor face, doesn't he?
1: And for those who watched The Bold Type, which I watched religiously, bit of a trashy series that was all about putting together a magazine, a women's magazine in New York. I loved it. Um, Megan Megan Faye is is in it as well. She a lot plays of people
0: it. talking about her as stealing the show as well. Yeah,
1: she's amazing. So um, yeah, And lo-
0: Christopher. 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 Christopher Maltisanti from The right. Sopranos. That's
1: right. They're all in there. So I there's... was yelling that at the TV when I first saw so the first loved episode. It. I, Christopher. Oh, so you've watched the first episode too?
0: I watched the first episode and then I forgot that it was on on Monday mm. and so I haven't caught up on the most recent episode. Episode, 'cause I've been traveling, but I'm yeah. so keen. Yeah. I'm kind of curious about how it will go down given that watching you know, it's obviously written incredibly cleverly by Mike White. But do you reckon people are up for watching the filthy rich, even if it is a satire, given the cost of living
1: crisis that's happening in the US,
0: in the UK, in so many parts uh, of all, you know the world.
1: I think we said the same thing though in lockdown last time. It's like, how can we watch these rich people living their best lives yeah. when we're stuck in our houses and can't go anywhere? And yet we loved. It. There's something eternally enticing about people who are terrible. <laughs> and people who don't use their power or their money for good.
0: I think we've spoken about quite a few of them today. Yes,
1: exactly. And I think that's why we watch. It's not because we like these people at all. We. It's almost like we watch, I know I sort of watch with a disdain and, and you know, it's like I, it's kind of hate watching them. Yeah, to intrigue and also watching their downfall, yeah. waiting for the downfall. Waiting for the downfall because this time we know exactly what's going to happen or at least we think we do but I think – it has to be flipped in some way. Something interesting that'll be more than just a murder and discovering who the murderer is and who the murderee is. It'll. I think there'll be something extra that has to be murderee. Murderee. Can you can you say <laughs> that victim? Victim. Victim. <laughs> I like murderee. Murderer. Murderee. let make
0: up some words. Murderer. Murderee. Slap it on the goop gift guide Yay. and say it's an NFT of a new word. Exactly. Seven hundred bucks. It's working. Murderee. Done. I'll pay for
1: that. Will you sign it? Done. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Oh, what is it? What date is it? Uh, the 25th of December. No, now. i oh, we've got like less than two months until Christmas. Less than two months. Sorry, I couldn't resist. No, no, no. I knew, I knew what you meant. I was just trying to work out, can we actually say that yet? Because I genuinely didn't know the date today. Genuinely. I'll see you sometime next week. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Bye, babe. Bye. Bang.
0: Hang on.